On this edition of Oski Talk, we recap the Illini's win over Wisconsin and Nebraska and preview their contest with Michigan on Tuesday. We also talk about softball with their hot start to their season and baseball beginning later this week. We hear from Brad Underwood about the Illini's toughness and give out our Illini of the week to the seniors on the team. Let's go. This won't end well for Illinois. Here's a three. McCourt for the win. In the air. It is up. And it is good. Fourth and 16. Pressure comes. Emmanuel Bebe with the ball in the air. Makes the catch. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Oski Talk. My name is Anthony Pasquale with Patrick Hadazone, and we've got two Illinois dubs to get into, so we won't keep you waiting. We'll get right into it with the front page. Illinois sends off their seniors in style, defending their home court with an 86-70 win over Nebraska on Thursday. Then on Saturday, Illinois was up big against Wisconsin. They made it close toward the end, but went on the road to beat number 23 Wisconsin 74-69 to on Saturday. Two games and four days, two wins, both without number 11, Io DeSumo, on the court. That's just a really impressive string of games for Illinois. Yeah, I, I think you're, uh, after these two games, I think you're you're pretty satisfied with just, you know, those wins. Um, obviously, you, you dominate Nebraska, uh, you have to feel good about that, um, and then after that, you you have a pretty uh, a pretty solid game against Wisconsin. I think uh, a lot of people will ask, "Oh, are are is Illinois better like without without Io?" Right, like that's the the stupid question. I think a lot of people are gonna start, you know, asking. It's no, we're not better without Io. Um, you saw at the end of that game, you know, the team collapsed a little bit there. Um, and we and, didn't have our closer. Yeah. We didn't have our closer. And, and on top of that, I would like to say this. I, I was just not a guy that like, in, in my opinion, like takes away sh- like shots from other guys. Like, I mean, sure he Especially does. Especially not this year. Yeah. He, like he creates as much as he takes his own. Yeah. So like he, like, like you could say he like obviously he takes away production from other guys because like somebody's got to score the basket and typically it's him but like it's he's not like like Dwayne Washington where you're like oh there's a there's a stupid shot from Dwayne Washington who should have passed it like you really don't you never really feel that way with Io um, it just goes to show you like how good his game is um, or even like eh, Livers is a bad example too. Um, but I think Dwayne Washington example is a little bit more on where you're like, up oh, Dwayne Washington trying to do his thing. Oh, and he takes a bad shot. Like that's just that's just not true of Io. So, um, look, I Illinois won despite Io being out, not because Io was out. Yeah, absolutely. I think at the end of the day, it just shows that this team isn't fully Io Desumu dependent. It shows that this team can win in other ways, and that's what you need in March. Io could get injured. Io could foul out late in a game. Io could be locked down by Jared Butler in a game. And and what do you need? You need some other guys to step up. They had a full team of guys stepping up in both of those games. We'll start with the Nebraska one. Um, 
Trey McGowan's lit it up for Nebraska, keeping them in it. But, I mean, everybody on Illinois seemed to get into the action. Adam Miller had 16 first-half points. Kofi Coburn finished with 24 points and 7 rebounds. And then Andre Curbelo quietly almost had a triple-double with 10 points, 12 rebounds, and 8 assists, really creating. And I know me and you talked a lot about how he needed to be better. Ever since DeSumo's been out, he's been fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah, and... and yeah, those kind of those production points. I think we'll see more from Adam Miller next year, obviously. Um, I'm not sure National Player of the Year kind of excellence, but potentially draft pick excellence from Adam Miller without Io. Um, Coburn was great in that game. They kept on feeding him. He hit his shots. He hit his free throws that night. Like, uh, frankly, he, he was on his game. Um, so Something that we kind of hope would translate a little bit more and hopefully we see a little bit more of during March. Other than that... Um, Look, it's really nice to shut out Ted Allen. Like I, I really do think that at, coming off that forty-point game, um, to only lo- allow him five points and 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 have you know him basically basically be a non-factor in this game, that's got to feel good, especially for the guards Trent Demonte, guys who who guarded him, um, and Adam Miller as well, who who did a good such a good job of that. So, um. Yeah, I think you're generally pretty happy with the results tonight and uh, or or that night and uh, yeah, not not a whole lot much more you can say about that one. Yeah, Zach Griffith, Demonte Williams, and Trent Frazier got the start as their last game at State Farm Center as seniors. Um, but I mean, good for them to get in that lineup. Jacob Grandison came off the bench for the first time in a while, and what does he do? He picks up 14 points off the bench. So it was a really strong effort from a lot of guys. It was nice to see uh, BBV and Edgar Padilla and Connor Severin get in the game late. But at the end of the day, that was a complete team win. Um, and, you know, a 16-point win like that is solid. But you got a quick turnaround. Two days later, you're in Wisconsin at the Kohl Center, at number 23 Wisconsin, on the road. Obviously not favored in that game without your national player of the year. And what do they do? They slap an 11-point lead on Wisconsin into the half and hang on for a five-point win, despite Demetric Trice going on one of the best shooting stints I've ever seen. Yeah, it's it. <laughs> Trice is a guy that you just kind of. It reminded like, me of Trey Burke. Yeah, he's just fun to watch. You know, like he's just, it's really fun to watch. It's just a bummer when he pulls this stuff against the team that you root for, right? Like that's that's just a bummer. Like I I do like watching him, and I really wish he wasn't on Wisconsin. Like of all teams, it had to be Wisconsin, but uh. In general, like that's gonna happen. Like I, that does, that's not gonna happen. Like a lot, right? Like that happens like every once in a blue moon. Like you're never gonna have this happen. So uh, in general, I I take this win as a as a solid win. I mean, they should have won it by ten, but uh, Trice just went on it's just that unbelievable tear, tear. Other than that, like what does what does Wisconsin have to bring? Like. I've been wondering why they've been ranked for a long time. Like, I really just don't think they're that good. I just don't. I haven't thought so for a while. Um, I I don't know. They. I just don't think they have. Like, we've talked about it. Illinois has two number ones. And they they don't have any. Obviously, Demetri Trace was in that game. But he hasn't been putting up 30 consistently all year. Nobody can And on that team. And, and they rely so much on defense, but they're they're giving up. 74 points to an Illinois team that doesn't have their best player like it's 
I really don't think they're as strong as they look. They dropped pretty big in the Big Ten standings. They're not getting a bye anymore. Um, or not a double bye anymore. They're getting a single bye now in the tournament. Um, which also I think now is a good time to mention that since Iowa beat Ohio State on Sunday, Illinois clinches a double bye in the Big Ten tournament. So they're guaranteed the one or two seed. So that'll be huge, especially some more days off for Ayodosumu to heal up if he's not back before then. But yeah, going back to that Wisconsin game, it like I think the the easiest way to describe going against them is the fact that you look at Illinois and nobody really had a great game. Everybody just had good games and it was enough to beat Wisconsin. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I thought Coburn was was pretty good. He he should have had another additional three or four points um just off those base the based off of those missed free throws, excuse me. Um so that you know, that's still an issue, I guess. Not what we thought the Nebraska game would do for uh, Coburn. But, look, I mean, Wisconsin, it just seems like for them, and, and credit Illinois, I don't want to bag too much on Wisconsin. Like, whenever we play a team full of good forwards, which is what Wisconsin is, you got Nate Reavers, Mika Potter, um, uh, Wall, Ford, like a lot of guys who are big, hard to guard. Those are typically teams that we struggle against. Um and I think Illinois just really straight up dominated this game. I, I will say this about Wisconsin, though. Like, their production is just so, like, it's gone. Like, Mika Potter last year transferred, came there, and lit it up. And now he's coming off the bench, and he just doesn't seem to be that same player. He's shooting under 50% and, and, and 50 points, well, is good. But just, like, not, not the production that he needed to bring for Wisconsin this year. And, and, and Nate Reavers right there with him. I think there was a big hope that he'd be a big deal this year, and, and he really hasn't shown up either for them. So um, good win for us, but, I, I mean, Wisconsin, I just don't think is that good. So, Yeah, I mean, Wisconsin to me is a team that um, could be potentially on upset alert in the first round of a tournament. I would not be surprised if a 12 knocked them off as a 5 or however they come into the tournament. I really wouldn't. I don't think they're as strong as – I mean, they came in ranked higher than us to start the year. You were pissed about that. I'm still mad about that. That I don't understand that at all. But like you said, I don't, I don't trust them um, to go too far. Going back to the game, Coburn was solid, like you mentioned, 19 points, 7 boards. DeMonte Williams had 12, which uh, shocked me. He, he was getting some floaters going, too. It was nice to watch. And then Curbelo, 17 points, 7 rebounds, really strong effort from the freshman. So that was enough for Illinois to beat Wisconsin, but they're going to need a little bit more to knock off Michigan on Tuesday. It, it's the matchup that we've been waiting for for a couple of weeks. Number 3, Michigan. Maybe by the time you're listening to this, number 2, Michigan, against number five, Illinois, who might be number four by the time you're listening to this. Um, if Io plays, it's a matchup for the ages. If he doesn't, I don't see us faring too well against them. They're, they're, I, I've watched their games a couple of times this year, and they just don't miss shots. Like, they take great percentage shots, and they make shots. Like, they're a very tough team to go up against. And they play pretty solid defense, and and they're tough to guard because they have so many different places that it could come from. Mike Smith, Isaiah Livers has been really good. Franz uh, Wagner has been really good as well. And then that's not even mentioning the big guy that they have down low that Kofi's going to have his hands full with uh, on on Tuesday. So you hope Io is is able to play, ready to play, could help Illinois uh, keep it close. 
stay in it, and who knows what could happen towards the end of the game. But Michigan is is a tough matchup for the Illini, I think. Yeah, it's. I mean, obviously, this is the best game of the year for the Illinois, right? This is the the most difficult matchup. Um, I want to start by talking a little bit about the center matchup. Uh, Hunter Dickinson is a great center. I imagine he'll get drafted. Um, that's that's the matchup where I think the game is going to be decided. If Kofi Coburn can shut down Hunter Dickinson, I think the point production starts to dry up a little bit for 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 Michigan. Like if you could get him out of this game, Livers has to step up, and Livers is going to be hard to guard. Like frankly, I don't think we have a guy. Demonte Williams, I I imagine will guard him, or mm-hmm. I thought Io probably would. He, he's a little he's too big game. for Trent. That's the issue. And Demonte, in my opinion, so that which makes me think, well, the the tallest guy on the team after that is 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 Grandison. So it might be Grandison covering him, and and that gets me nervous because I think Grandison's yeah. a little bit of a defensive liability in the starting lineup. Um, so we'll we'll kind of see what. Underwood does to counteract that but I think you could let Livers go let him have a good game if you shut down Dickinson I think I think Illinois has a path to victory other than that look Franz Wagner is a great basketball player he's in our guy who Mike is drafted this year Um, Mike Smith good guard as well good facilitator Uh, explosive like Mike Smith could get to the hoop if he wants to um from the state of Illinois, um, went to uh, Fenwick, so uh, gotta love that. From Burr Ridge, um, near where I'm from, Anthony. I don't know if you know that, but uh, good, great player there. Will be returning to his, uh, or I guess not returning to, but playing his home state. So it'll be uh, it, it'll be interesting, but I, I think I think the main part of this game is going to be the center duel. Yeah, I I think it has to be. And it's one of those situations similar to the Iowa game in my mind that the race to two fouls might decide the game. Whoever has to sit longer initially might might decide the game. But these two teams, they defend really well. But I expect this game to have a lot of scoring. I think it's going to be a lot of back and forth for Illinois. You hope your National Player of the Year can step up and play. Um because if you get him back, you can hang around if it's if it's a uh, a shootout type game. But without him, you gotta rely heavily on the defense. Georgie probably has to play a lot of minutes and play well, uh, and then you need Demonte or Grandison, like you mentioned, to to have a really solid defensive game. So it it's gonna be interesting. Um, I think offensively, I don't know why, but I'm getting the sense that Trent Frazier is gonna have a big offensive day. Um, I think a lot of kickouts is, is going to be useful because that, that's where Michigan makes their money. They, they get it inside to Dickinson. If he doesn't have a shot, one of the four guys that they have left is wide open for a three. And it's, it's debilitating because if he misses that three, Dickinson grabs that rebound. They're a very tough team to defend. But I think Illinois might have a decent enough matchup against them, especially with Coburn if he's out of foul trouble. Yeah, Trent Trent will be interesting in this game because he's got Mike Smith, I imagine, on him, and he'll be he'll be guarding Mark, uh, Mike Smith for for most of the game, which is which is interesting because I don't think Smith is even close to the best offensive player, probably not even top five, eh, maybe top five on that team in terms of offensive production. So like that defensively, 
like Trent probably won't have a large impact on this game. That'll probably go to Demonte Williams, who I imagine will be coming Wagner. Um, or Adam Miller might have have to step up on the defensive end. Right, on Wagner. Um, we'll we'll kind of see how that, that plays out, too. Um, so that, that'll be interesting, I think, as well. But, yeah, Trent, Trent offensively against Smith. We'll see what Smith can do to guard him. Like I said, he's got a lot of speed, so you can't really count him out. But if Trenka hit the threes to that night on Tuesday, Illinois got a really solid chance as well. I think the production's got to come from Coburn and somebody else. And honestly, you know who I might think it might be is is Adam Miller. Like this is his t- his time to shine. Yeah, it Michigan. What we've seen their one loss this year, they they were exposed from behind the three point line. If you can shoot well against them, you got a really good chance to win. Illinois has some shooters that have been shooting well. DeMonte Williams finally got that stroke back a little bit against Wisconsin. Frazier and Miller have both been solid from behind the three-point line. Io shooting over 40% from behind the three-point line if he plays. So you're going to have to make your shots from deep. And Illinois is the ranked highest team in the Big Ten for that. So if there's a team that matches up in that way well against Michigan, it's probably Illinois. Um, but you know, there's a reason they've been on such a tear and there's a reason, in my opinion, they should be the number two team in the country. They, they look less, um, less beatable than Baylor does. And that's something that I wouldn't have said a week ago, maybe two weeks ago, but they've been playing really strong basketball ever since returning from their layaway, which they decided not to play us then. So they'll get us now. Yeah. It's kind of a shame. I mean, you don't want to, you know, beat a dead horse there but like it is a shame that they didn't want to play at the beginning of this year because obviously the circumstances are different Io's playing in that game uh, we're at full strength they're obviously going to be at full strength at that point so it, it that's a little bit of a shame but uh, honestly I, I you can't really you can't get that mad like COVID is COVID um it, it's just kind of the way it played out I I personally too I, w- I want to mention this Underwood kind of poking the bear a little bit oh, for yeah. Michigan. Oh, yeah. I'm not too I, – I didn't love that move because I, I think Illinois shouldn't be coming from a place of like – Woe is man, us. Man, they, they, ducked, they ducked us. Like now it's time to go get them because that will fuel like Juwan Howard to be like we, ha- we have to win this game. Whereas I think otherwise, you know, we, we kind of play that, that wild card role that Michigan for the past decade has seemed to play – like the oh we're we're like kind of not I guess not kind of but like oh something happened to us or we're not supposed to be here so we're gonna win anyways like that mentality I think is what Illinois should capture right now in this next stretch and I don't know if Underwood's doing that by saying they ducked us we need to go after him yeah it's and it, it, you know you think of it from a Michigan perspective how like the, everything they could have possibly wanted happened. They don't catch a red-hot Illinois without prep. Instead, they catch an Illinois team on their fourth game in eight days, limited prep without their national player of the year, most likely. That's a golden case scenario for Michigan. Yeah, it is. And they, yeah, it is. And like I said, we could we could be a dead horse and say, well, that wasn't fair. Why, how are they able to dock us? Like, where's the kind of, responsibility by the big 10 to make sure like that stuff doesn't happen but at the end of the day we just gotta go out and beat them like whether or not we got Iowa or not you have a chance to beat them and, and Coburn really if he comes back next year has a chance to be the national player of the year so 
another guy, like I said, I think that's the matchup if you're watching this game, if you're Illinois, that you have to focus on. If you can get Dickinson frustrated or out of this game and have Kofi roll, like Illinois will win the game. So that's the matchup you got to focus on. I really hope Kofi brings it that night. I hope he brings the energy, but we'll uh, we'll see. So do you think they do? I'll let you lead off us our score predictions. I really want to say they do, but I'm going to say no. I think it's good to just lower your expectations a little bit, Illini Nation, because we are the two seed now in this tournament, and we're going to get in our shot with them, with Io. So I will take this game with a grain of salt a little bit. I really, I do hope they win, but realistically, this is round one. We'll be fully ready for round two. Yeah, I mean, that that's a good way to look at it. I think, you know, this is round one without a loaded gun is, is really what it is. Um, but, you know, like we've said, this team does match up in ways that could beat Michigan. I think I'm going to say if Io plays, they do win. I think uh, his return will fuel everybody on that squad. But everything we've been hearing doesn't seem like he's going to be ready to return. So I think... Michigan's probably the safer bet here, but just because you took Michigan, I'll take Illinois in a thriller. All right, that's what I like to hear. I think it's gonna be a thriller either way. Um, bet the over. But I, 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 there you go. <laughs> I'll take that. If I could bet the over, I would. But uh, unfortunately, I live in the state of Illinois, and I can't bet on my own sports yeah, teams. It's tough. It's tough. But we'll move right along into some other sports. That have some pretty good news. Softball sits at 5-1 and one now after sweeping number 17 Michigan over the weekend. A huge weekend for that squad as they look to keep the season going. A good win out in Florida, too. Absolutely. They're playing down in Florida right now. Um, good, really, really solid wins this week. Uh, they, uh, If you're not familiar with softball, what's going on this year, they're, they're basically playing uh, doubleheaders throughout the weekend. So they played two games against Rutgers, two against Maryland, and then uh, two against Michigan. So uh, they played, uh, we're talking about Illinois basketball playing, what, what was it, three, uh, uh, four games in eight days. They played, they played, uh, they played six games in three days. So um, great, great couple of wins. They dominated Rutgers, uh, played pretty well against Maryland. They fell short. They could only play eight innings in the, uh, or, um, in the uh in in that game Michigan dominated 2-1 two times in a row they'll be back into Florida playing Michigan State Penn State um next weekend so we wish them the best of luck in those couple games and uh uh a positive start for the Illini softball team yeah and on the flip side of that coin the other sport that plays on a diamond gets going this weekend the Illinois baseball team travels to South Carolina to take on Ohio State for their first series of the weekend, it'll be nice to see them back in action. They still um, don't really have the rotation fully decided. I I imagine Aiden Maldonado gets one of the starts on the weekend, um, but without Ty Weber, who who really was a huge part of that rotation last year and the year before, Andy Fisher and Cirilla Watson now gone. They got to dig deep into that pitching staff. It seems like they have a lot of options, just don't know exactly which way they're going yet. A lot of these guys haven't pitched in a game in over a year so it'll be interesting to see how Dan Hartland decides to manage that pitching staff but this team's ready to play yeah I uh I went over to practice 
Ah, what was it? Friday, Friday afternoon to watch him for a little bit. Um, solid team in terms of batting. I really think the batting really is going to come back this yeah. year. Um, whether it's Sarver had a pretty good game or practice, I'll say. Um, uh, Comia obviously coming back, being one of the better players on this team, probably the best player on this team. Um, in terms of pitching, I when I was there, it was mostly Grant Leader. Um, which I was a little bit surprised by. I thought last year he might be the Tuesday, Thursday starter, might get a couple appearances or, or maybe be, end up being a bullpen pitcher. Uh, but I think he might, he might be one of the starters, maybe the Sunday starter. We'll, we'll, we'll see. He did pretty well, got out of a couple jams, uh, during practice. So, um, uh, watch out for him this year. Yeah, definitely keep an eye on that Illini baseball and softball team as their seasons begin and continue we're going to switch back into basketball. The reason why this team has the attitude that they do, the tough attitude that they can get through this stretch of games, is because there's, their head coach is tough. And if you don't believe me, take it straight from him. Here's Brad Underwood. Say what? Say what? Well, I've got a great staff. Um, you know, and, and I've had multiple conversations with Josh on a variety of different issues. Uh, you're dealing with doctors, you're dealing with trainers, you're dealing with parents, you're dealing with family. Um, you know, all those things um, make it a little more difficult. But when you've got a great staff who does their job, um, you know, I haven't slept very much, to be very honest. Uh, I didn't sleep at all after the Michigan State game, not a wink. And um, uh, probably will not sleep tonight knowing we've got a game in 30 hours to, to prepare. Uh, prepare for the good thing is we've seen Wisconsin so um, you know we'll um, I, I'm doing fine I appreciate it uh, we're going to get we're going to get through it because I am a tough son of a bitch and if anybody wants to doubt that they can ask my wife so uh, we'll get through it and we'll be better for it and uh, we're going to come out fighting yeah he uh, he is one tough son of a bitch <laughs> it's, <laughs> you wanted uh, to say that I did I swore on a podcast Woo-hoo. but it's it's a big it, I mean, that's got to fire you up as a player, right? You're, you, I mean, A, he has their back through this, this tough schedule that they probably shouldn't have gotten. But B, he's embracing it. Yeah, he, he's a great player. Or a great coach, excuse me. Jesus. <laughs> he probably was a good player. Um, you were yeah, thinking of Tyler. Uh, I, I definitely was. Um, <laughs> great coach. Uh, he's got that. He's got a good attitude. I, I That's one thing I do love about Brad Underwood is that look like he yells at his guys it's so clear I don't know if you've watched you watched uh um when he was yelling at Coleman Hawkins during the game did you see that they replayed it and just going at Coleman Coleman John what do you and like like you love like I love that I I love that he's teaching his guys trying to get him to be corrected and and then after the game goes into the uh (laughs) goes into the uh the clubhouse and just uh dude i love that that's my favorite video after after every win yeah Yeah. (laughs) the locker room afterwards is it's awesome like it's uh he's a player's coach for sure oh yeah they they love like i do think that they like him a lot i I agree tell that by their faces like those locker 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 room moments and and more than that so i I, i'm glad underwood's here It's, it's clear that illinois is is gotten the right guy and had the had that guy being able to you know raise the standard here yeah it was 
he joked on Friday after the Nebraska game before the Wisconsin game. He was like, man, I've been seeing you guys more than I'm seeing my family, talking about the media. And he was like, which, which stinks because some of you guys don't look all that great. So that's all, it's always funny that he, you know, joking with the media, but also is beloved by the team. So I think slam dunk hire, slam dunk extension last year, and hopefully he could take him to the promised land. And he'll need the help of these seniors. So good little transition there to our Illini of the week. We're going to give it to the three senior basketball players for the last four years of their efforts to this program. DeMonte Williams, Trent Frazier, Trent Frazier, excuse me, and Zach Griffith. Um, all three of them really crucial to the to the culture that Brad Underwood has built, especially, you know, looking at DeMonte and Trent. They were the last players uh, who were part of the other coaching regime, at least in terms of recruiting. Um, and, and now they get to experience this all with, with Brad built from the bottom to where they are now. Um, it, it's been really awesome to watch those guys grow. And then Zach going from manager to player and winning academic all big 10, three times, just awesome for those three. Hopefully the Illini can send him out with uh, a net being cut down. Yeah. There's something to be said about players who, you know, are, are recruited or are part of different coaching staffs, right? That's Trent Frazier and DeMonte. They weren't, they weren't Underwood's guys. And, and the fact that they bought in the culture and, and specifically Trent, like Trent very clearly has changed in the last couple of years, whether it was, like kind of being that red hot guy coming off the bench freshman year, um, and, and ended up being like the leading scorer of that team, to him now being one of the best defensive players in the Big Ten, taking a, a step back, and still contributing to his team, and and contributing in in more ways than just scoring and and playing good defense, like being a leader on this team, he's really stepped up. So, um, you know, and, and same with Demonte as well. He he's under that category, and, and Zach Griffith too. Like you. If you're a walk-on, like he, he didn't have to come to Illinois, you know, like he could have went somewhere else and, uh, and, and probably gotten the scholarship somewhere else, uh, but he chose Illinois and stuck with it, you know, despite having another coach. So, um, we're gonna miss all those guys. Hopefully, some of them come back next year for one, one more, one more dance, and then, uh, yeah, and and we'll enjoy them then too. So. Yeah, I I hope they will. I kind of think they will, but if they don't. They gave a, a hell of a lot to this program, and, you know, Illini Nation should be thankful for them. So congratulations to those three, our Illini of the week. That'll do it for this edition of Oski Talk. Enjoy the game against Michigan tomorrow night. We will be here to break it down on Wednesday, hopefully recapping a win. That's my dream. Man can dream. <laughs> I, You have no clue how bad I want to beat Michigan. I, Michigan fans are the worst. Uh, they're they really not. Are. They're not worse than Hawkeye fans, but they're no, pretty they're, close. No, they're bad. They're pretty close. But see, they they could back it up. That's the worst part. Yeah, Michigan fans could always back it up. That's why I like Ohio State fans. Like they could always they always bring the Michigan fans down their to their to, to, to earth. Their, their right, yeah, their rightful. Uh, well, we'll wrap it up here. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure to like and subscribe. But for now, we'll talk to you guys later in the week. For Patrick, I'm Anthony. I L L. I and I.